0: Everybody, happy Tuesday and welcome back to the Awkward Awkward Mom podcast. I hope you had a wonderful weekend and it was an important weekend because it's MLK Day on Monday and um, it's a great time to sit and reflect at the many strides that we've made to where we are now as far as um, race and equality and um, it's it's interesting because it's present in my family, right? My husband's white and my kids are a mixed race. So really, we are kind of in our, in our own home, in essence, living out Martin Luther King's dream. So that's pretty cool. And it's a cool realization for my girls to understand that. And um, I hope you guys got just a little bit more rest with a longer weekend. It's kind of hard to come off of the Christmas break, and jumping right back into a full swing of things. I know my kids also have no school next Friday, so they're gonna be happy about that. Then they're going on a little vacation at the end of the month with Papa and uh, his girlfriend, so they've got it made, these kids, I tell ya. But this Tuesday, I wanna explore Consistency, teaching kids consistency. That is so difficult. It's difficult too when you have been raised a certain way yourself, so you kind of have to, if you're starting to see patterns in your children's behavior, what have you, you have to step back and take a look at yourself and what you are doing because obviously kids lead by example. So I have to kind of undo things I was taught and reteach myself, as well as teach important lessons of consistency. So we're gonna dive into that here after this um, ad, but um, stick around to the end of the episode. I wanna kind of tell you about a homework chore hack that I created and it's, made it easier on everybody my husband my four girls and me so stick around to that to listen to that on the awkward mom podcast so this year's goal obviously is to be way more consistent and this has, when I see things going on at home that I'm not thrilled about, and little things, well, it can be a number of things, like the girls leaving things lying around or everything from the stress of homework and how we deal with that in the home. But I have, it causes me, as I said before, to take a step back and see exactly what i am doing and um, how the things that i need to change in order to promote healthier habits for the girls and um, being more consistent is one of them whether we're talking about following through on promises which i'm a big advocate for that's hardly ever Not the case, unless something comes up. Or if we're talking about consequences. You know, Charlie does this. Staying consistent with and following through with a consequence. So, being I'm trying to be more mindful about when I say things, what am I actually saying? Because a lot of times in the past, I've been like, you know, as far as a consequence, if you, if, if you're going to do this, then there's no screen time for the rest of the day. But then, you know, the way our screen time is set up, we have one desktop and we have an Xbox. So when I do allow other kids to use it, it's kind of like they're all in there. So essentially the child who has to, um, be held accountable, it can still see YouTube blaring because, you know, it's it's going and I can't keep them from it. I'm not going to leave her holed up in her room and that would be the only way to do that. So it's taking a step back and really thinking about a consequence, if we're talking about that, um, that we can maintain and follow through with consistency consistency is for me one of the most challenging aspects of parenting um and some parents do not falter and you know what props to you because it's it's hard for me whether it's out of guilt feeling guilty for my for my kids with for a punishment or or whatever um or personal inconvenience, you know, how often have we said, you know, you're not doing this or, or, you know, and it kind of interferes with the things that we want to do. So we're like, eh, maybe, you know, just to make it easier on us, um, we kind of maybe let certain things slide. I found myself cutting corners sometimes, which isn't the best thing for teaching this important lesson. We all parent differently, but there's a lot of substance in remaining consistent with our kids. It allows them to be have a strong sense of self-discipline, um, and from there is born this really strong sense of self-confidence. To be excited about a job well done or followed through Um, or finishing it to completion gives a great sense of self. I feel like there might have been times where I was allowed as a kid to just kind of quit things where maybe now uh, I find it harder to complete things to task. Certain things. But I also, don't get me wrong, because I'm also not a big advocate for doing things that no longer, quote unquote, spark joy. Like if my kid's miserable or if I'm miserable, like that's it. Like why waste a precious energy on something that is, is, is no longer for fulfilling. That's just kind of silly it doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the people that you're dealing with. And, um, I don't know what kind of lesson that teaches either. So I feel like kids and kids in general feel safer when there's some sort of pattern or routine. And I think there's psychology behind this. Um, when they have a routine consistency they know what to expect and so it allows them to kind of branch out and explore a lot more Um, they know that they can return home figuratively to us and and they're safe so it allows them to be more ambitious more adventurous um, thrill-seeking confident Um, I think it gives a loving sense of security But oftentimes, and I've I've seen this with my own girls, that kids like to push that boundary, right? Like, just to kind of test the waters to see what they can get away with and to see if you'll allow that. Because um, I didn't believe it, but there's always this um, saying that kids crave structure. They might rebel, but they, they need it. And... This is becoming more clear the more I read about things like this. And, and I think there's a loving way to provide that structure, consistency, and, and these boundaries. So one thing that sticks out of my mind, and this is kind of a two-part two like subject because it's something else I'm going to get into another week. But Quinn joined Girls on the Run for third and fourth grade. If you don't know what Girls on the Run is, it's phenomenal. So it's a girl uh, confidence team building group. You get together with, I think it's third, fourth, and fifth, sixth grade girls in your elementary school. You should check your local elementary school to see if if they have it because it's phenomenal. So every, I'm trying to think. It wasn't every day. I think it was... It's like maybe a six-week or eight-week-long program. I don't think it was every day. I'm having a hard time drawing a blank. But after school, they get together, and they'll have these really awesome team-building exercises, talking about bullying, talking about um, mean girls and how to avoid that, how to be a better friend, how to be, you know, just excellent lessons. They even had, like, a little cute little meditation lesson and all the girls I remember were laying on the ground with their little eyes closed and just like listening to the teacher read through the the meditation lesson and uh I was really happy to see that because meditation is, is extremely important then after that which is about maybe a 30 to f- 30 to 45 minute lesson they go outside and they'll run laps and do exercises because at the end of the season they have a 5k so the first season we did we weren't able to do it because it got rained out but this last one last year it was memorable like it was one of my best experiences i got to be with quinn and i got to hobble along huffing and puffing around the joliet speedway and even though i was exhausted and my crazy butt went into work after that and worked an eight-hour shift which i will not do that again um it was one of my it was one of my most beloved memories. I will never forget it. There, there's a playlist that we listen to on the way there, on the way back. And every time I hear these songs, they just remind me of this special day with my daughter. Um, before we had gotten to the 5K, like maybe a two or three weeks in, Quinn was starting to push back a little bit on i don't want to go she didn't want to stay after school she wanted to come home and just relax and 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 just be with her sisters and um go on youtube and roblox and this is her way of like trying to see if she can kind of push back a little bit she's like i don't want to go and and i will say too she had done it in third grade And then fourth grade, she wasn't, she's like, I don't know if I want to do it. I was like, well, let's try. You know, you did it last year. You had fun. It turned out that she's an excellent runner. She was one of the the fastest in her class. So I kind of urged her to do it. And she wasn't happy that she wanted to keep doing it. But then she started going and she liked it. And then three weeks in, she didn't like it. So I kind of forced her to do it, which I feel guilty about. And that's a whole nother topic because then it becomes, well, what do you, do you give your child the option? And then, you know, cause if I left it up to her, she would be playing video games or watching YouTube all day long after school. At what point do you say, do you, do you say, well, no, like you need to be active. You need to, I want her to be involved in her community and her school. I want her to have team building exercises because that's important, whether you're working or just going through life, how to work with other kids and people. And, um, so I'll make an episode about that. Cause I need to research that a little bit, but you know, three weeks in, she's like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, well, okay. I understand that, but we made a commitment. We made a commitment to your teachers. You have a team now that's counting on you. Um, you know, like, you've got this 5k that you're that you need to be there for your team and we need to run and we said we would do this thing and so we need to follow it through and next year if you absolutely do not want to do it in fifth grade I will not force you to do it you do not have to try you do not have to do it so we finished it and she had fun we both had a blast it was a great end of the year um event to close out the school year and she did not do it this year which is totally okay like totally cool but it was important for me that she is consistent with going to her workouts that I am consistent in uh, keeping her to follow it through because I know if I keep starting and stopping her she's that pattern is just going to tend to follow her through life and she's really bright you know all my girls are i'm so blessed because they're all so wonderful and smart and talented it's just too risky to not keep her consistent in order for her to follow through with the commitments that she's made so obviously we can talk about the kids being consistent all day long but really it comes down to me and jordan right how am I being consistent the fact that kids lead by example is absolutely true and it takes me like I said to look over these these positive or not so positive habits that I'm that I'm doing so like following through and keeping my word is of the utmost importance to me I unless I absolutely have to break not a promise but if I unless I absolutely cannot fulfill something keeping my word to my girls is super important to me and and obviously there's a book called the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and if you haven't read it that needs to be on your list for this year's Goodreads challenge so I have pledged to read ten books And if I read more than that on Goodreads, well, then bully for me. But um, that is a book you should definitely pick up. It's a short read. It's another book like The Untethered Soul that you should probably keep on hand because it's great for referencing back. One of his four agreements is impeccable speech. And this can translate into a number of different meanings. And it's honestly, it's meant to. Anywhere from keeping your word to not gossiping to speaking highly of others, speaking highly of yourself. But in this case, my impeccable speech is to follow through with the promises and the consequences, S- remaining consistent. It used to be like if, if my girls broke a rule, for instance, there would be a consequence. And most of the time, I really wouldn't follow through, to be honest, either due to guilt or inconvenience you know, and having four kids and it's hard when you have more kids. <clears throat> you have to be prepared to be bummed out when setting up consistency. So like ren. If if you know, if I say something like, you know, this is what we need to do today or we can't we cannot go to the library today if if this isn't going to happen, then we can't do it. And it sucks because I love the library so much. I love it. It's like the best place. I It's my happy place. It's peaceful. It's calm. It's fun to take the girls. I love it. I love it from the bottom of my heart. But if she's not doing something that she said to do, then, then we can't go as much as I want to go. Um... for me I have to step back and make sure that I am consistent with what I am doing as a parent. I think I've used in past episodes eating and non-eating areas. So, when I was growing up, my parents ate in the TV room, and I think that was kind of a thing like that was started, I correct me if I'm wrong, cuz I Obviously not from the era, but the 1950s. Weren't there tray tables and TV dinners brought out? It was just kind of something that started happening. And that's when my parents grew up. So we ate in the TV room. Not all the time, but we did it. So, you know, I've carried that over into my household. Because that's just what I was taught as as a kid. It was acceptable. So, because kids, we can't do that anymore. Because I can't tell you how many things have spilled, spilled on the desk, spill on the carpet, how many crumbs I am constantly sweeping up, have been. And uh, so now I am being consistent with my rule of there's no to te- eat food in non-food areas, period, the end. And that also goes with me and Jordan. And now I have been eating at the table with every single meal since I've made this roll. So we'll say January 1st, maybe the first week of January. I don't remember. I will not eat in the TV room. I've eaten every meal and snacks at the table and the dishes stay at the table. The only exception actually that I make is water because it's a bonus because my kids will drink more water and it's easy to clean up, and it's water. So since I've been consistent with my word that I've changed my patterns and I continue to eat at the table, it is now becoming second nature that the girls are just leaving their food at the table. They're eating at the table. They're sitting down. They're not bringing all these... uh, Pop-Tarts are the worst. They're the worst. I hate them they're crumbly and then you have like this wave of like syrup or whatever's inside of it and it's not syrup jelly I don't know they're the worst if that gets smashed in your carpet that's it that and slime Slime's pretty bad too but I want to remain more consistent make little things like making my bed every day it's easy to not make your bed especially with me because we're always flying out of the house in the morning but Every day I make it a habit to tidy my room and make my bed. Homework. Homework before or after screen time. I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to say about this. If you want, you can send me a private message. You can leave me a thing on Instagram, like a comment. I know some people have tried to leave voice messages. If you're not feeling the voice message thing, that's totally okay. My email is theawkwardmom at gmail.com drop me an email because i am open to any suggestions do you allow your kid screen time before homework because they've been in school all day or do you allow have them finish their work before they hop on oh we got it come on deckity So this is, this is interesting. My, my, my oldest daughter's in dual language program in fifth grade and she's got a lot of homework. I actually had to email her teacher because I'm like, listen, she can't get it done before bedtime and we all need to get to bed at the same time. Like her teacher's amazing. She's great. She's working with her and trying to get her into honors math. Go teacher, go Quinn. But I'm like, listen, like Quinn is like freaking out there's a lot of homework. You got to kind of lift it up. Some of this homework. It's not just homework, dinner and bed. So she's got a lot of homework. So it's like, especially on days that she has orchestra, do I allow her time to rest and relax and then dive into her work? Or do I keep her in the homework mode and, and allow her to finish her homework and then get on. This is something that I'm also going to be thinking about because I'm not sure what's the right thing to do. But whatever you decide to do as far as homework and bedtime, that's another one, bedtime routine. That's a huge, and it's also hard with four kids. I have a friend named Mandy, and she is so smart. She's got four kids too, and she has, I think, her youngest two go to bed first, and then the oldest two go to bed. And that's a genius idea. The problem is, I would probably have to switch rooms so that that can happen for my two youngest kids because there's two, a younger and an older, in each room. And, uh, Yeah, they would just need to happen and they keep each other up all night. Whatever you decide to do with your children, just try your best to remain consistent. And I know that's easier said than done. But I think as long as you get yourself in the groove of it, you'll find that it's a lot easier than once you get moving. what ways are you guys being consistent? I would love, like I said, I would love to know. And I will feature this week. If you guys have any hacks or tips on being a more consistent parent, let me know, email me, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Um, You can comment on this episode's pin on Pinterest. I also have a Facebook page. You can leave there where I, where I, you can join and leave where I leave the episode post, you can comment there. I'm really interested because I really want to work on this. I want to be, um, what is it? Don't just preach about it, be about it, or whatever. I don't know. I want to be about it. And that's really the only way this thing works. Because if I'm not consistent and holding myself accountable, it, it just it's going to go in one ear and right out the other. And... You know, these kids lead by example, so, that, so that's my goal. My mama goal for 2020. Now, talking about this life hack, that I parenting hack, homework hack, whatever you want to call it, this year. So oh, speaking of homework and chores, these girls are really good at saving their money, but they're also, they're really good At saving it and obviously they love having it when we go to five below that is their store and I actually love it too because they get more for their money I'm big into spend save spend some save some so part of the ways of being consistent in them earning more money as well as getting their responsibilities done every day after school is I went to my local grocery store and I bought a notebook and just your 50 cent notebook. And in there I write down the date and something like the girls McNamara sisters homework and chore list for the day. I'll write down everybody's name and I will write down the time that homework is to be started. And I'll write down each one of their assignments if they don't have homework they still have something to do they still need to do something so it's either reading a book or we have from dylan's homeschooling last year there's stuff she has she can practice her writing or whatever she needs practice her spelling list um dylan and dylan and charlie have these brain quest books from target and they can work in there for 20 to 30 minutes while everybody's doing something that way the tv is off and nobody feels gypped out of screaming youtuber time so i write down everybody's homework assignment under each name even ren ren's got a little homework assignment too because she's being homeschooled for for pre-k primer and so everybody is to work in their book whatever and then under that there is a chore chart and this is especially good because i work two weekday nights out of the week and i feel like when i'm not home it's when not chaos ensues but it's just things things don't i don't know kind of get done so it's a way that everybody's on track Jordan likes it because he can see what needs to be done and it's easy to check a box off because that always feels good, right? We like checking things off, creating a list, checking it twice. So, so homework, chores, and it's nice because I can finally see who has done what because a lot of times I would just mentally try to track it and I would forget. So there's a little something you can use for your kids if you're trying to instill the chore homework routine and homework talking about that earlier is always at 5:30 5:30 if there's orchestra 4:30 um on a regular school day so that was my episode on consistency if you liked what you heard please subscribe share share the podcast tell a parent tell a friend and um Hop over to Spotify, leave me a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me on my Instagram page and my Pinterest page, Pinterest page, The Awkward Mom Podcast, Instagram, The Awkward Mom, and as well as Facebook. Hop on over to theawkwardmom.com, and there you will find every single episode on my Squarespace page, as well as my newsletter, love letter, email, sign up sheet. So I encourage you to sign up. The first one rolls out on the 30th of January. So that's coming up here soon. I hope to have some great things in there for you. If you know somebody who needs sensory toys or a weighted blanket, I happened upon this amazing um, girl, woman who makes sensory toys called Mrs. Sanders Crafts. You can look her up on Facebook. My friend Mandy, the one with the excellent bedtime suggestion, gave me two seek-and-find bags, and the girls love them. And so I reached out for her for a weighted blanket, so we'll see what I get, and I'll keep you guys updated. But if you know anybody who likes and needs sensory exposure, Mrs. Sanders Crafts is the place to go right so thank you so much for listening again um Declan joined us and now he's passed out on the ground so that is our cue that it's time to step out thank you so much again love you guys take care